Health and Wellbeing, our naturopath Peter Mullen is here. Now, we're talking about sugar today. It's very difficult to wean yourself off it. Uh, quick question before you go there. We know how addictive caffeine is. Do we believe sugar is as addictive? Yeah, actually, there's some great studies now looking at the effects of sugar on the brain. And um, when we eat foods that have sugar in them, it actually triggers a dopamine release in the pleasure center in our brain. And the problem is that if you, if so, when you have sugar, you know, when you eat, have something sweet, and you think, oh, that's yeah. hit the spot. That's good. Like it's hitting that, that sweet spot. And um, the problem is you'll get a high from that, but then you'll think, oh, I'll have another bit of chocolate because I'll get that high again. So yeah. that's why with carbs and sugars, there's no satiation. You don't eat two squares of chocolate and think that's enough. You keep going for it, particularly if your mood's a bit low, looking for that hit and that chemistry so, to be lightened up in your brain. I like your direction. One or two blocks of chocolates, forget <laughs> about it, won't help you, have the whole lot. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So that, so that, it's interesting, isn't it? So that's why I think a lot of um, food companies and food manufacturers, like a lot of, a lot of the cola companies, why they, you know, when they're marketing their product and when they're testing their product, they look for the exact amount of sweetness that people mm. will have it and it will trigger that brain chemistry response. So really, and, and it's the addictive part of our brain. Yet I find some of them, some of the manufacturers are responsible. They'll still charge you the less, the, the large amount, and they actually reduce what's in the packet. So they're reducing, giving you less, but taking the same amount of money. I think that's responsible. On that's their part, very, isn't it? very responsible. Yeah. But sugar's in everything, and that's damn one of you, the Tim Tams, getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the um, the interesting things is where all this sugar is. Like the um, so yes, yeah, so sugar's sugar's addictive. And the worst of it is we're bringing up a generation of children yeah. that are addicted to sugar and addicted. And I think one of the challenges with our kids, this is a bit of my rant about, you know, when parents come in and say the kids won't eat it, this and won't eat that. Like kids' taste buds tend, generally tend to have changed. And I think the earlier kids are introduced to sweet or sugar, the more they think that when they eat something, they need to, to feel a certain way with it. Mm. So I think they associate food with pleasure and food with feeling good, not food with sustenance and nourishment and you know and we've lost all those taste sensations because we've become so focused on the sweet taste so since it seems to be difficult how do we wean ourselves off sugar well the world health organization so considering the average aussie there's not you and i but yeah. the average aussie out probably bruce if he's listening yeah um eat about 27 teaspoons of sugar daily yeah now most people would argue with me that's not the case with them but we'll look at a moment in where that sugar can be. Um, you know, the fellow did that movie a while back called the That Sugar Movie. Mm. On his first day of breakfast, he had a regular um, breakfast cereal, two scoops. So he had a normal commercially available breakfast cereal. He had two scoops of low-fat yogurt, which sounds healthy when you say low-fat. And he had a glass of apple juice. That was the equivalent of 27 teaspoons of sugar. Just in that? Just in that. Oh. So people don't realise how insidious. So it's you know, so the average Australian's considered to be at about twenty seven teaspoons of sugar daily. World Health Organization suggests that we have no more than six teaspoons of sugar equivalent per day. I suspect that this is even still too high. Um and interestingly the maximum amount of glucose in our bloodstream at any one time shouldn't exceed one and a half teaspoons of sugar. Oh. So if you go and have a can of one of these colas that have, you know, the equivalent of seven to to 14 teaspoons of sugar straight away you've really massively overloaded your yeah. whole system and as we talked about before with insulin you know resistance um you know this large sugar intake has a visibly detrimental effect you know interestingly they're saying with cholesterol that cholesterol 
now is thought to be not from dietary fats, it's from dietary carbohydrates and sugar. That's where it's from. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. that actually may be the sugar that doesn't get burnt for fuel that's getting converted into these um, bad and inflammatory fats. So sugar is seemingly in everything. Yes. How do we wean off it knowing that we're getting off it and we're still not having that large indose of uh, sugar in? Well, there's a couple of, there's a couple of tips. Um, before we go there, can I just, yeah, yeah, just sure. finish off this last bit? So with, with sugar, everyone knows that you know, sugar causes teeth damage. You know, everyone knows sugar causes our um, waistlines to get bigger. Like obesity in America, obesity in Australia is, to my mind, very largely, if not purely, attributable to the amount of carbs and sugar. Um, in, according to Diabetes Australia, 280 people are diagnosed with diabetes every day. And di- diabetes, adult onset or um, used to be mature age onset, but now it's happening earlier. They've changed it to adult onset, um, is a reversible condition through dietary and lifestyle changes. Um, so though one person every five, one person every five minutes in Australia alone. Um, excess sugar has also been linked to cardiovascular disease, cancer. Now, conditions like Alzheimer's and dementia have been linked to poor glucose regulation. Um, 50% of people with diabetes will also end up with depression and um, sugar has been shown to be playing a big effect on, on mood problems. Mm. And we're seeing an epidemic in Australia of younger people, you know, teenagers, yeah, yeah. uni students, all of a sudden being diagnosed with anxiety and depression. And, you know, I think sugar may be a big part of this problem. Firstly, sugar's hidden in places, isn't it? It's hidden, it's, it's hidden everywhere, Dave. And... Um, you know, probably reducing your sugar intake. Are you hiding or... some over there at the moment? <laughs> I've got a chocolate bar in my pocket. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um, so first, first, my first tip to a lot of people, and my number one tip, particularly for kids, is to cut out soft drink. Yes. Soft drink is just a waste of nu- – there's no nutritional value whatsoever to eating, drinking soft drink. Yeah. It, it dehydrates you. It's got a massive sugar content. Um, there's often additives and preservatives in the colours and the flavours. So of all the all the foods that you know, I say to all mums particularly is don't have soft drinks in the house. You know, if the kids have a a birthday party and you want to get them a, a can of you know non-additive preservative lemonade, you know, once a year for their birthday, I'm all for that. But to drink soft, have soft drink in the house, it's public enemy number one. Yeah. Uh, the second food that again. Um, you know, and like three three seventy five mils of a fizzy drink can have up to ten teaspoons of sugar. Gee, yeah. And what we forget with our kids, particularly, is if you give a, a four year old or a five year old, which is half of our body weight, pancreas half the size, if you give them a, a tin of sugar, a sorry, a tin of soft drinks, yes, we yeah. might as well say a tin of sugar, that's gonna be the equivalent of twenty teaspoons of sugar for their little body to cope with. Way too much, yeah. And then we want them to sit down and concentrate and not you know, yeah. push their sister down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my second, um, so second thing to sort of look at is unfortunately chocolate. Now chocolate, again, has other chemicals in it that I think makes it addictive. It's got yes. caffeine and other chemicals that we don't even know what they do. But um, chocolate's another food that it's not really, I wouldn't even call it a food. Chocolate and soft drink really are manufactured, manufactured mm. plastic substances that, you know, we have because of the effects it has on our brain chemistry. Yeah. Yep. If anyone's going to have chocolate, I'm not averse to chocolate totally. If they get an 80% dark chocolate, good quality, you know, fair trade, organically produced. Is that what you've got in your pocket? Yes, yes. A small amount of organic chocolate. You can have it. I don't like that type. (laughs) Well, no one does because it's bitter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You like the sweet, (laughs) the the plastic type. Um, 
So yeah, a small amount of that chocolate is actually beneficial for cardiovascular disease and even insulin resistance, but any other chocolate needs to go. So that's public enemy number one and two is soft drink and chocolate. And if you want to try something, if you like bubbly water, um, try you know fresh um, mineral or even soda water with fresh lime juice or fresh lemons and okay. muddle up some mint, you know, crunch up some mint and chuck that in with some ice cubes and that's a refreshing alternative. Now, we think we might be doing all right having a fruit sort of product. You think, yeah, that could be healthy, but... Yeah, Could but be sugar in there. Fruits, fruit, fruit products next on the market. Yeah. If you buy an apple juice, and even if it says organic apple juice, no added sugar, you're going to be eating the equivalent of um, um, equivalent of like ten apples in in the one glass. So you're really getting a concentrated form of sugar. Now everyone says, oh, but it's fruit sugar, it's fructose, and on the you know we've talked before about the glycemic index. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Frog in my throat from having that chocolate bar yeah. probably on the way over mm-hmm. here. Um, everyone says, oh, well, fruit sugar is good for us. But fructose shows up low on the glycemic index because glycemic index is all about glucose and a spike in insulin or spike in, in glucose rather. Um, but fructose has been linked, in, particularly in the States, to uh, fructose goes straight to the liver. So it doesn't sort of go into our bloodstream and spike our sugar, but it's directly converted to fat, maybe associated with fatty liver and, again, obesity Mm. So excess fruit of any description is not going to be good, but particularly those commercial fruit juices, you might be getting the equivalent of, again, 7 to 10 teaspoons of sugar in you know your organic apple juice every morning. Uh, next on the list, um, and all the other thing as well is, you know, even things like um, dried fruits um, can really concentrate sugar. Like a lot of people come to see me at work and say that they're, you know, avoiding sugar and they're off this and off that but they have um, treats made with dates, which have a higher concentration of sugar. So, As we talk about sugar today, we, ex- we love your input on 4921626. Barry's with us. Hello, Barry. Hi, hi mate. How are you going? Uh, I you like Barry? to talk we, about we, the we, sugar. Uh, yes, you are. There you are, Barry. Yes. Hello, Where Barry. Yep. We're on. Hello? Yeah, hello, Barry. Yeah, I'm talking about sugar. Yes. I'm not a sugar eater, but I love me chocolate. <laughs> yes. And I agree with what he said. A chocolate bar on the way home is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. I might eat big try have water and milk, and that's it. And then sugar, only in chocolates. Yeah, well, we're trying to encourage people to eat a lot less chocolate. All right. Good on you, Barry. Thank you for your input Thanks, today. Thanks, Barry. <laughs> and we continue on now. Yes, so juices, things like that. It's hidden away. Anywhere else that sugar's hidden away? Yeah, absolutely. So other sources can include things like, and this is this is what's really interesting, is you know a low-fat yogurt. And everyone sort of thinks low-fat's the way to go because you know originally fat was was linked to the causing causing cardiovascular disease, and now they know that that's not necessarily the case. But then this flood of new products came on the market. All these low-fat, low-fat cheese, low-fat yogurt's a good example. What they did is they took the fat out of the milk, but they packed it full of sugar. So yogurt, you know, parents giving their kids yogurt and all the commercial yogurts, if they taste sweet, are packed full of sugar. So low-fat yogurts are a great, you know, a hidden source of sugar. So say for breakfast, if a child has or an adult has the cereal we talked, maybe they have a nice glass of organic apple juice, bowl of cereal, two scoops of yogurt, thinking that's a healthy start today. Already they've had 27 teaspoons of sugar. And then maybe morning tea, another um, 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 shock for some people is things like, you know, these health bars or muesli yeah, bars. Yeah. 
because again because they've got nice packaging might say organic you think a muesli bar is going to be healthy um more sugar then and a lot of these muesli bars or health bars contain more sugar even than things like um you know kit kats and milky ways um drinks are probably by far the swiftest delivery system for sugar um juices vitamin waters breakfast drinks sports drinks um flavored milks so all of all of the commercial drinks that are made are basically big hits of sugar that get absorbed quickly so say this person's or so this person's up to about you know 35 40 teaspoons of sugar just by getting to lunchtime um low fat mayonnaise and salad dressings are sugar hot spots mm. you know why would you think that you need to put sugar in a in a low fat salad dressing or mayonnaise um pasta sauces commercial pasta sauces and sauces in general you know, hot, hidden hot spots for um, high levels of sugar. Um, check out tomato and barbecue sauce, um, you know, as well, because obviously that's really obvious. But, you know, your tinned of um, tomato sauce to pour over your freshly prepared pasta, you, you're whacking extra yeah. sugar in there as well. And um, probably one of the, the, the sneakiest or worst, it's not that sneaky, I guess, but one of the worst areas is kids' lunchbox snacks mm. are a real concern. Fruit bars, fruit snacks, fruit rolls. Jellies, sesame snaps, yogurt, muesli bars are all outstanding um, sources of sugar. And we've got a phone call joining us from Morpeth. Hello, Russell. Hello, hello. I just want to join in the sugar debate. Yes, your thoughts, Russell? I just want to say that um, I have a tablespoon of honey with my porridge every morning. Is that the wrong thing to do? Uh, Maybe a tablespoon would be a bit much. All right. Yeah, because honey still contains... um, um, fructose and glucose, so, or maybe not fructose, but it definitely still con- converts in the body, and the body responds to honey in the same way that it does to sugar. Um, oh, okay, yeah. There are a lot of benefits of honey, though, with the natural enzymes if it's a good quality honey straight from the hive. But um, I'd try and get that down to maybe a teaspoon of honey. All right. Good on you, Russell. Thank you for your call and being part of it. We're talking about off air about labelling, and sometimes labelling labels can be misleading. Like I went to recently to buy some cheese, and I thought, I'll buy the light cheese. But then I found out it's not dietary, it's not light, it's just the colour. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? And, and light, light <laughs> olive oil, light yeah. olive oil is the same. Like it's light in color, but also too, when it comes to packaged food, like even you know, even at the health food section, you know, things that say natural, mother nature, or have a picture of a bee or flowers, or you know, it looks or organic. Um, these labels are worth a closer look. They'll often say things like evaporated cane sugar or cane juice, organic palm sugar, or fruit juice concentrate. And just cut instead of just cutting to the chase and yeah. saying sugar. So you've really got to read your labels. But sugar, basically, you know, it's in everything. It's not just in what we add in our tea and coffee. Okay. Some more tips for us on how we can wean ourselves off. Well, definitely. Like on our website, um, we've got a great recipe for a, a healthier version of chocolate using cacao and coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are more than more than welcome to get onto our website and check out some healthier options. But um, my tip is that if it tastes sweet. Um, we shouldn't be eating it, yeah. you know, barring fresh fruit and even fresh fruit, you know, two to three pieces a day probably pulls us up. Um, you know, try try some alternatives. You know, when you when you go to the movies, you know, take your own popcorn. Mm. Um, try making a sugar-free treat to have with your, tea, with your tea, like a protein ball or a sugar-free, you know, chocolate slice. You can still get your nice taste, but it's just reducing the sugar. Um, for breakfast, try making your own muesli with less dried fruits, more nuts and seeds. 
Um, or if you're able to try having a hot breakfast with eggs, tomatoes and greens. Um, so it's just, just starting to make some changes, but breakfast is probably the first yeah. place to, to start with. Um, the other thing for breakfast, as, um, our call on the radio just mentioned, like organic rolled oats, I'm, I'm okay with for breakfast, but I would again, you know, maybe slice up some, um, have some fresh blueberries in that, maybe have like a teaspoon of honey, a little bit of soy or rice milk or almond milk, but not, not definitely not the tablespoon of sugar, because again, you're going to get that big hit of, um, hit of sugar. Now, Peter, uh, you've, you've tracked down some apps that can help us with the sugar. Um, Free apps, Sugar Smart, that sugar app. Yeah, there are there are a couple of apps you can get on and download on your on your phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, that just help you work out like what the sugar content of certain foods actually are. So they're worthwhile looking into. Great as tips. Well. Now tell us a bit more about uh, what you've got on the website. There some blogs that we can read. We've got some great blogs on at the moment, giving people a bit more of an idea of how to come off. Um, um, sugar. Yes. As you mentioned, we've got the people can download free apps. Um, that you know, smart sugar smart and that sugar out that can be used to scan barcodes and actually give you an idea of how much sugar is hidden within. Okay. So we all need to be a bit detective like, but my biggest tip and you know, my wife often says this when it comes to additives and preservatives, but I would say the same when it comes to sugar. If it comes man made in a in a package or a plastic container or a packet, then it's gonna have hidden sugar, if not added as preservatives. So the the biggest tip I can make is is all of us getting back to to preparing our food from scratch mm. using fresh ingredients where we can really and you know if you do bake stuff for your kids you know halve the amount of sugar that you put into it like wherever we can reduce sugar is going to be beneficial. You have a great topic for us after the long weekend. Very timely. We had some sunny days. We had some cold ones. The flu is lurking about. You're talking about that next Tuesday. Yep, talking about the flu next Tuesday. And um, in a few weeks' time, we've got a great talk coming up for anyone that has thyroid issues as well. So keep an ear out for that one as well. Peter Mullen, thank you for today as always. Thank you, Dave. Lovely to see you. That's Health and Wellbeing. Back next Tuesday here at 2 in URFM.